My name is Dulce Valencia and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music to the cast to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every imbécil, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to another episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host, your fellow local telenovela lover. And today I have a very special episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. If you listened to our last episode, shout out to you. You also know that this week's episode is a little bit different. In this week's episode, I have immigration attorney and TikTok influencer, La Abogada Katia Quiroz. Katia Quiroz is an immigration attorney based in Las Vegas, Nevada. She is an incredible attorney who has helped many immigrants in the United States adjust their status, do their DACAs, all sorts of things. A real-life superhero. And she's also a big telenovela fan. So a few weeks ago, I got to sit down with her and talk to her about telenovelas and why she loves them so much. The conversation was recorded a few weeks ago. If you all have been listening along, y'all know that I had a small issue with my mic, but don't worry, we've resolved that. But the audio is a little bit wonky, so don't fear. You know, I uh, the conversation was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed recording that episode, and you're going to listen to our conversation. And the conversation is also going to be centered around the telenovela La Que No Podía Amar. If you do not know, La Que No Podía Amar is a Mexican telenovela produced by José Alberto Castro. I I literally, I had not realized that in this podcast, we've only covered José Alberto Castro telenovelas so far. Uh, this telenovela stars Ana Brenda Contreras, Aurora from Teresa, in a protagonist role with Jorge Salinas and José Ron. In this telenovela, Ana Brenda Contreras plays a character named Ana Paula, who's a nurse who's going to meet Rogelio, a man who, after a terrible accident, is left in a wheelchair and has just the worst attitude ever. This telenovela was super popular, and I really enjoyed talking with Katia about it because this telenovela has a very special and meaningful meaning to her and helped get her through a really tough time in her life. So I really do hope that you enjoy the conversation. But before I play the recording, just a few little updates. If you haven't already, go subscribe to my YouTube channel where I make even more telenovela content for you all. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I have a few videos up. If you listened to last week's episode, we, Aranza and I, read Sebastian Rulli's comments on Angelique Boyer's Instagram, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, I did a video version, so go check that out. Go subscribe. I also have a Patreon, so if you want bonus content, go become a patron uh, the links for all of this will be in the show notes. Uh, and that is it for all of my announcements. I really hope that you do enjoy this episode. It was a lot of fun to film and record. And Katia Quiroz is truly an amazing human being. And I'm just so honored that she agreed to be on the podcast. So without further ado, here's the recording. Joining me today is the incredible, the brilliant, the beautiful, the talented, the incredibly smart Abogada Katia Quiroz. Hi, Dulce. Stop that. I'm not any of that. Yes, you are. 
You yep. really are. And we just talked about it off mic. We were talking about how people she's never met have sent her stuff, have sent her cartas de agradecimiento because they value everything you do every single day. Yeah, but that's that's on their own. I am just I'm just a girl that watches telenovelas since she's six years old. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so yes, so I'm a big fan of the Abogada Katia Quiroz. Like, if you do not know who she is, you've been living under a rock because she's everywhere. She's TikTok star. She's an incredible immigration attorney. And she, you have a YouTube channel. You, you're the queen of social media. I, I, I really don't feel comfortable talking in that sense. I am just a messenger mm. and, and I am, yo le hago los mandados a Dios. And I have this page called Immigrando con Katia where my mission is to inform immigrants mm -hmm. about their options. In the process, I've made a million friends, but, <laughs> but it, it didn't start of me as a lawyer. Mm -hmm. It started of me trying to um, to do my job mm -hmm. as a Christian. So it's more of a life mission than anything mm -hmm. else. And I feel like that's why people resonate with you, though, because they know that it just it's genuine and it comes from here. Definitely, I think mm -hmm. I think anybody in social media can can know when someone is trying to be genuine and when can someone is trying to sell you something, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So. I don't have any guards when I'm in social media. In I'm I'm just a me, and you have to take me for whatever I am, which mm -hmm. is somebody very imperfect, somebody with a lot of flaws, mm -hmm. and yet trying to trying to touch your heart every morning. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what it is. I love it, and you do. And you said at the heart, you're a girl who loves telenovelas. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you're speaking my language because <laughs> I love telenovelas. And I always felt like the weirdo because, like, yo crecí con telenovelas. Like, since I was little, like, I have more clear memories of me watching telenovelas than anything else I did in my life. Yeah, and me, too. I mean, like, I um, I grew up in Lima mm -hmm. or in, in Ayacucho, a little town in the Andes of Peru. And in Lima, which was the capital... Um, we had like 14 TV stations mm -hmm. and every single one of them had telenovelas. So, and my, my grandma, um, would sit down and watch telenovelas all, all the, all the evenings. So as soon as my homework was done, my, my, my biggest moment was to sit or lay down in bed with grandma and watch novelas. Mm -hmm. And so I was five or six and I was already, you know, I knew all the songs and I knew the characters and I was always siding with one of the, you know, the super handsome yes. <laughs> actors. And so when I was eight, I was already, you know, having dreams that one day I was going to marry one of the, one of the actors. Oh my and God. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I grew up like a, like a girl dreaming with marrying the, the, the Prince Charming, right? And who was your favorite telenovela actor? Who, who did you dream of marrying? Oh, well, when I was a little girl, there was an Argentinian telenovela, and uh, the actor was Armando something. I don't remember the last name right now. But um, I think it's Armando Massé or something like mm. that. So that telenovela I still remember today. I uh, I watched a telenovela called Isaura la Esclava. Um, oh. it was, it's a very old telenovela. You have to think I'm... 
40-something right now. And uh, <laughs> Isaura La Esclava was a Brazilian telenovela. And and then I watched um, uh, Amor Salvaje, when the first version with uh, Angelica Maria wow. and Susana Dos Amantes. Oh, my God. La novia de Mexico. <laughs> I still remember. And uh, so, yeah, no, no, I people don't know this about me, but I'm like a big telenovela junkie. <laughs> I love it because that's me. I always think of telenovela scenarios. Like people ask me about advice. I'm like, well, in this telenovela, this happened once. Like everything. I'm, I recently rewatched Ruby for the podcast. And it's a 2004 telenovela, but I was like seven. And I remembered every single dress she wore. And I'm like, how do I remember every single dress? Because it, it impressed you. And then your memory just starts acting out, you know? <laughs> That's true. Like uh, the telenovela that one of my favorites is La Que No Podía Amar, right? Yes. And um, this telenovela, I will never forget because I was pregnant with my daughter, Carla. Mm -hmm. And I, in my third month of the pregnancy, I had a big, big car accident. Oh and I had God. to lay down for the next five months mm -hmm. until Carla was born. So um, at the same, uh, so I start, I was in front of the TV. I couldn't, I couldn't work much. Mm -hmm. And I, every time I, I pinched my big nerves. So every time I ate, I laid down mm -hmm. uh, because oh, otherwise I would faint. Mm -hmm. And so I started watching the novella, and I'm an obsessive personality. So I started watching the novella, and it was in Univision, and uh, I wanted more. I wanted to, like, get it over with. Mm -hmm. And so I was so crazy that I was waking up or or just to watch the Mexican version on El Canal de las Estrellas. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. And everybody was like, you are crazy. I'm like, yeah, well, I was in love with um, Jorge. Uh, with that, with the main character, Jorge Salinas, but he was Rogelio in the Rogelio, novela, yeah. and I was in love with okay, Rogelio. Okay, so let's start talking about the telenovela because I started rewatching it to prepare for this. I haven't finished it, but I remember watching it, so I, I have. I'll tell you everything. Okay, tell me everything because <laughs> I've been like the first episode already. I'm sorry, pero odio, odio a Rogelio. Oh my god, lo you're odio. Gonna, you're gonna end up loving him because he is. Um, he has a very hard shell. Mm -hmm. And a very soft soul. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we are, I was raised in a generation where men had to be strong and macho men. I come from the macho men culture, right? Mm -hmm. And seeing, seeing the soft side uh, of a man, it's, it's only for the telenovelas. That doesn't really happen in my, in my world. Mm. So I was totally in love with the character, with seeing with seeing his his nice side with his soul and oh no no I was totally in love with him I I the fact that uh, that he was in his wheelchair all the time and that he was so strong he overcame so many obstacles mm -hmm. so much adversity uh, I think that's the that's the best part that's what captivates me with mm -hmm. telenovelas mm -hmm. that there's always a lot of obstacles and a lot of accomplishments mm -hmm. and at the I love that. I love the, the the sweet pink telenovelas. I love the ones where at the end they marry and they're happy and they leave. Me too. Me too. <laughs> because newer ones, and I love the newer ones too, but I've been watching newer ones. You don't know how it's going to end. Oh my God. Watch the Turkish telenovelas. Those are terrible. You oh know, my God. Your heart is in your you know, in stomach every day. Oh my God. See, pero, um, so we look at, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he stays in the wheelchair. 
throughout the end, right? The whole time. And I love that because I remember thinking it's a telenovela, va a recuperarla. No, no, no. He tried. He actually goes yes. and undergoes surgery trying to walk and again. And it doesn't work. And the surgery does not work. And I love that. And at that moment, he tries to kick Ana Paula away from him and he becomes just this bastard, mistreats her. He even hits her with that, with the cincho that he was oh, wearing. Oh, I hate a cincho. Oh my God. Uh, but uh, but then at the end, uh, love wins, and and her she, she he finally gives up and says, "Okay, I love you, and I want to marry you." Yeah. And they divorce in the novela, and they marry again yeah. at the end. So in the opening, because we have we have Ana Brenda Contreras yeah. playing Ana Paula, we have Jorge Salinas playing Rogelio, we have Ron. Um, pardon uh, the Ron. Oh, Jose Ron playing Gustavo. And we also have Cynthia uh, Susana Gonzalez. I love her. She's one of my favorite actresses. And so those are some of our main characters. And like I said, I, I watched the first episode and I watched bits and pieces of the other one. But in the opening scenes, we're introduced to these two separate worlds, Ana Paula's world and Rogelio's world. Do you want to talk about that? Well, that's part of, you know, the, the plot that, that touches masses right mm -hmm. uh, always mixing the high-end upper class with the low or medium class and I don't really pay much attention to it uh, to me mm. it's all the same thing and maybe because we live here where there's the 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 class difference it doesn't have really much value in in the United States right in our countries it does in mm -hmm. in in our uh, in our countries people are from the high-end class fresas or people are nacos, right? Mm -hmm. And um, here it doesn't... Once you live in the United States, once you... Or you're, you're born here, you're Chicano, you, it doesn't make very much uh, sense. Mm -hmm. So I don't pay attention to that nowadays, but mm -hmm. I... I I didn't care much for the for her being the nurse, the poor nurse, you know. I'm like, okay, pay attention to But I <laughs> so what I want <laughs> what I want to bring up because in in the first episode she gets attacked by her renter and her 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 como se dice, her tia doesn't believe her or doesn't want to believe her. Oh, the tia is a monster. I hate the tia. The tia, the tia yeah, it's a She's hate. like selling her out like just yeah. Ah, so when as soon as she left, as soon as she like leaves to the hacienda, I'm like, okay, good, she's out of her. And the tia like, follows her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pero so um, the first episode ends con Ana Paula and Rogelio meeting, and I love that little like, ¿Quién es tú? Ah. Soy Ana Paula Contreras, <laughs> y no voy a dejar que maltrate a este niño. <laughs> and he's like, yo soy Rogelio, whatever his last name is, y yo soy el dueño de la hacienda. And it's just like a showdown. <laughs> and I love it. I know. It's it's a fun novela, and it's one of those that uh, that you do, you will not forget. You know that um, La Que No Podía Mar is a rerun from Tesigo Amando. No. Yes. Yeah, so um, I don't know how many years before La Que No Podía Mar, Sergio Goyri did the same no, the oh, same like he character. Was Salinas character. He was Jorge Salinas' <gasps> character. And uh, the novela was Tesigo Amando. Wow. And he, same as Jorge Salinas, he took over the whole show uh, because I don't remember who was the, the female character. I don't remember. Oh, Jorge Santander, I think, was the the, the good guy. The Gustavo. The Gustavo. And, um, and, and Sergio Goyri just took over. And I think that, that's one of the novelas that he will be remembered forever for, mm -hmm. Tesigo Amando. Mm -hmm. and, and it had a son from Juan Gabriel. Uh, that is called the same, Tesiwa Mando. Oh my gosh. And um, 
And I was living, I wonder I was living, I don't know if I, I had recently moved to the United States. So I was still very much depressed about the move Mm -hmm. and missing my people and missing my family. So every time to see Wamando would come, I would sit in front of the TV and cry and sing. And um, yeah, so it's, I've seen the same novella twice. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I love that you mentioned how you would watch the novella and cry because I did the same thing when I came to the United States. For me, it was Pasión because that was a telenovela that was playing in Mexico when I left. And you know how they're, they're a little behind here. So I remember coming back, coming to the United States and just like watching Pasión and feeling like I was sitting with my uncle back in Mexico watching them because I had an older uncle, my tío Casimiro, and he was this old, like tough gentleman in his like 60s, 70s. I don't remember because I was little and to me, everyone was old. And we would watch it together. I know. And they would say, shh, shh, shh yes. don't talk, don't talk. Yes, it was my famous and I. I know. Or you would be like, because I, I grew up with my grandma saying, don't make noise. She's about to tell him something. Or my grandma saying, but kiss her. Touch her, <laughs> hug her. We were giving instructions. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. they're slow burns. Telenovelas are slow burns. I'm watching one with my friends called Caer en Tentación. And it's such a slow burn. And I showed them the first episode. We watched it together. And they kept yelling at the characters. And they, they don't watch <laughs> telenovelas like I do. But like to anyone who watches telenovelas, you just want to be like, ah, hazlo ya. <laughs> and I love that. Me too. Back to La Que No Podía Amar. All right, so tell me, because I don't know much. I don't remember much. I remember the ending a little bit. Pero dime, like, uh, what are the main plot points? Well, there is this, um, there is this character. Everything is around Rogelio. Rogelio mm-hmm. is this big hacendado who owns this big hacienda and has lots of money, but he had an accident and he became paralyzed. So he does everything from his wheelchair. Mm-hmm. He is like the beast and um, and Ana Paula is the beauty. Why did I not make that comparison? Of course, it's the beauty yeah, and the beast. it is. You're right. And so um, he he's powerful and everybody fears him, even though he's paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And he has this big cincho, the one that you use for the horses, and mm-hmm. he hits that. He hits people with that. Yep. And in his house, there is this. Um, he lives with his sister, who is mentally ill, totally loca, mm-hmm. and he's a nana, the maid who raised them up, uh, who he loves and respects, and this little kid who was abandoned and it's a peasant who ends up at the end, he adopts and becomes his son. And there is this friend who works with him, who hates him. He's so full of jealousy. And so he makes this plot. He wants to take his fortune away from Rogelio. And he goes and um, does all kinds of things, things during the whole novella to to take over Rogelio's fortune, right? Mm-hmm. So in the process, this nurse comes up uh, because he's paralyzed. He needs to have massages and help with his daily activities. So this nurse comes to uh, to to live at the hacienda, and of course there is there is an attraction, but nobody wants to accept it. Mm-hmm. And then she is in love with Gustavo. And Gustavo, it's it's a good guy, but lame, you know, lame. <laughs> you call Jose Ron lame. lame. Of course, compared to compared to Rogelio, he's nothing. Oh my goodness! And um, 
and then they fall in love, but something goes wrong, and then she gets this job, and then she can't stand Rogelio, she runs away, but then her brother, Ana Paula's brothers, gets in trouble, and Ro and Rogelio misses her, so goes looking for her, and he ends up offering that uh, he'll Triple take care of the brother's problems, mm -hmm. and the tia, the tia who lives with Ana Paula, who's terrible, and in exchange for for her marrying him and living with him for for a few months. So that's how it all starts. Mm -hmm. And then they have all kinds of obstacles. Everybody attacks them. Everybody wants a piece of the money of Rogelio or everybody wants to get rid of Ana Paula. And then there is another woman, the one who Rogelio had loved before Ana Paula. That left him. That left him right. as, as soon as, as he had the accident. Mm -hmm. So he was going to marry her and he was totally in love. And then as soon as he had the accident, she uh, she leaves. She abandons him. So that's what turns him into this monster, into the beast. And then when he's happy again and falls in love with Ana Paula, she wants him back. And she ends up being Ana Paula's sister. I mean, it's a novella. It's course. a novella. It's a novella. <laughs> secret sisters. <laughs> they were secret sisters. So, and then the this guy who who wanted uh, Julian Hill plays the character Bruno. of the of Bruno and Bruno ends up also falling in love with Ana Paula because he wants everything that Rogelio has mm -hmm. and he cannot stand that Rogelio is falling mm -hmm. in love and somebody is loving him so he also falls in love and then Gustavo marries Cynthia the sister of uh, of Rogelio so now Ana Paula is living with Rogelio and with Gustavo and it's a big mess. Mm -hmm. And so the jealousy and all that stuff. But overall, you know, I think novellas are a great way to learn about people's personalities. Mm. And one of the great things about that I've learned with novellas is how to read people. Interesting. Because novellas show you everything in steroids. Everything is exaggerated. Mm -hmm. If you're a shy person, they're going to show you the autistic spectrum. And if you are an extrovert, they're going to show you the, you know, the super extrovert. And if you are violent, they're going to show you the schizophrenic. And if you are sweet and humble, they're going to show you uh, the sleeping beauty, you know? Mm -hmm. So... In, it's so slow, as you were saying, that you get to analyze and you get to live with those characters for two, three, four months. Mm -hmm. So I, I've, I, so I learned a lot about how to read people's personalities through novelas. Mm. Nowadays, I watch them because they bring me back to my childhood, to the times with my grandma. Um, they also bring me back to the time when I was an adolescent uh, and, you know, life was pink. Um, but they also, they also show me that, you know, you cannot take people for how they look. Uh, they are always much more than that. And, and their traits and their personalities are the, um, are the consequence of their childhood and their, the story of their lives. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's so interesting to me. I mean, people think I'm crazy, but uh, I don't really care. And, and, and you're not. You're not. Because if you're crazy, what does that make me? With telenovelas, and, and you said analyzing the characters, what I find so compelling, um, because a lot of people dismiss telenovelas. They're like, son exageradas, like I don't want to watch them. They're just, like, they're this, they're that. Especially American audiences. They're like, oh, they make fun of telenovela acting. They make fun of telenovela stories. But I find 
telenovelas have some of the best writing, have some of the best character development, and the ability to manage all these characters, give them all fulfilling storylines while telling a main story arc is just so wonderful because like you you mentioned like the main plot but there's like a million other side stories that are happening and i feel like cuz i act and as an actor like i would gladly play any one of those characters cuz they all have a fulfilling storyline and that's not something i can say about american tv no and it it's i mean the writers are awesome i don't think there is one novela where you cannot identify with somebody they've touched every single personality in the spectrum mm-hmm. and uh, like i in la que no podía amar i was totally a rogelio type <laughs> so <laughs> so i was for him you know, uh-huh. even if he was going to kill a priest, I was going to be for him. Miss <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, and I'm, I'm so cucufata, you know, but still, I mean, it, that just shows you how, how good the writer is. Because mm-hmm. if he can, if he can, um, if you can find an excuse, it's because you are engaging with the character. And mm-hmm. that's what makes a telenovela success. That, that's what makes any plot a success. Mm-hmm. The ability of... Uh, a character touching your soul, your essence, your feelings, right? Mm-hmm. In a in a way that no other, uh, that no, no nobody else can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you love Rogelio. You're team Rogelio. I right now don't like him. So can you tell me some of his redeeming moments? Like, what are the moments when you're like, this is the Rogelio we love? He is. Um, he's very vulnerable, mm-hmm. and when you start seeing how vulnerable he is, you identified with his pain. So I think he's, everybody ends up loving Rogelio uh, because everybody ends up feeling his pain and, and it touches your vibes. I mean, he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. The, char- the, the character was so good. I mean, the, uh, as a personality, he, it, it's so good. It's worked twice with Sergio Goyri and with Jorge Salinas. And they got very good actors, but... Uh, it's, I mean, yeah, you're going to see him crying. You're going to see him begging for forgiveness. You're going to see him um, doing acts of kindness without anybody knowing, mm. everything on, on, in hiding. I'm a sucker for that. Uh, you're going to see him um, doing things that men in our culture don't do. He's going to he's gonna do homework with the son. Oh, he's my gonna, God. He's going to cook. He's going to... Uh, fix things around the house, anything just to, you know, without anybody noticing, without uh, making a big show for it, mm-hmm. you know, because he's, he's Rogelio. So yeah, it, he, he is really going to show you how vulnerable he is. And no matter, I mean, men and women are going to fall for him. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I don't know if I can still get behind him right now because I just keep thinking of all the times he hits people. And I'm just like, stop it, stop it. But I do like that he's like, this tough character breaks gender norms in Mexico because, and Mexico and Latin American because a lot of men son machistas, like they, they're like, that's, esos trabajo de mujer, like we don't do that. And just like sitting down and doing homework, like. It's not, it's not very common, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you're going to, lo- you just keep watching. You're going to. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> now tell me about El Final. Do you remember el final? Yeah, well, at al final they get married again. That the end, the ending is the fin. It's when they get married and she sits in his lap and they kiss and she's in her wedding gown and he's all dressed in black with his big sombrero. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what finales does what like what happens to Gustavo? What happens to um, Bruno and well, Cynthia? The brother died. Gustavo dies. Wait, Gustavo dies? I think Gustavo dies. I don't. I'm not hundred percent sure. The brother dies. Cynthia's face get all burned out. So it says uh, she ends up desfigurada. Oh my god! And um, so they keep the son that they adopted and Cynthia's baby and becomes their baby. Oh my god! So they have two kids at the end. That for them. I know, I know. Uh, is always yeah, about the big family. Yeah. Did you ever see Pasión? Pasión de Gavilanes? Or? No, Pasión with Fernando Colunga and Susana González. I think I did. Yes, yes. I watched Pasión. So yes. in the end, they like... They that end was up with, like, Jorge Salinas kids. was on, their movie, on that telenovela too. No, he was in Pasión y Poder. Oh, Pasión y Poder. With so also I, Fernando Colunga and Susana González. Right, 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 right. So, <laughs> yes. yeah. so I don't remember Pasión, but I remember Pasión y Poder, and I remember Pasión de Gavilanas, which is a Colombian telenovela. Mexico remade it. I forget what telenovela they remade it with. Because I recently posted a video about it, and everyone's like, Pasión de Gavilanes was better. So it's super popular. People love that one. Um, what other telenovelas? Like, because you, you gave me a list. Oh, my God, yeah. So it's, this is just I like, watched, no podía más. Like, tell yeah. me about your other favorite ones. Ah, Amor Eterno. Amor Eterno. I haven't seen that one. Um, well, I like the Mexican ver- the Mexican Amor Eterno. It's beautiful. I, I like telenovelas de época. Like from that. <gasps> those are my favorites. Yes. Like, like Isaura de Esclava. It was a telenovela, a Brazilian mm-hmm. telenovela from the time of the uh, slaves. Mm-hmm. And so it, from that time on, any telenovela de época, I'm like all for it. And Amor Eterno was a Mexican telenovela that from the 19, I don't know, the 1800s or the 1900s, I don't remember, but they had these huge, the dresses. I was like in love with the dresses. Mm. And that was Adela Noriega and Fernando Colunga. And it was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. I love, Fernando Colunga is my Jorge Salinas. Like that man, I love him so much. <laughs> he's 50, but I love him. I know he's so handsome, right? And then I like I the I watch um Karasevda, um, Amor Eterno Amor- in the Turkish. Uh-huh. I really like uh, Kemal. Mm-hmm. I, I actually was gonna travel to Turkey this last year, uh just out of watching Karasevda. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> and a couple of my friends were like, We have to go to Turkey. See if we find Kemal and we were laughing about it and then we ended buying the tickets. <laughs> So you got to buy in the t- and then the pandemic happened. And then the pandemic happens and I haven't gotten to meet But you're going to go back. Yeah. You have to. You have to. And then, oh my God. I feel like I'm like normally in, in the podcast, I'm always like the one that knows the most. And now I'm just like, you're the, you know so much about telenovelas and I'm living for it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm learning stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm so much older than you. That, that makes the difference, you know. And I'm not ashamed of my uh, super knowledge of telenovelas because I, uh, I'm at this time in my life, my job is so serious mm. and I work so many hours, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I am beyond blessed that I get to find half an hour or an hour of my life uh, where I can just escape that the seriousness of my world and, and live through these characters in the telenovelas. And that's, that makes me happy. Like mm-hmm. um, I, it makes me happy to follow through the events of that chapter of the day and to, you know, get upset when one of my characters does something stupid and, <laughs> or, or, you know, or enjoy the moment when the be the beauty and the beast get to kiss. And, uh, and I go back to being my, 
you know, the tiny little girl that was watching telenovelas with grandma. So that gives me a lot of happiness and, and I'm, I'm very happy to share it with, with anybody. I mean, if you haven't found something that you like on TV, watch a good telenovela. You'll be hooked. <laughs> watch a good telenovela. So obviously, uh, Miss Katia's recommendations right now are look at, La Que No Podía Amar, Cara Sevda, Amor Eterno, Amor Eterno, Amor Real, Amor Real. What else? Uh, oh, well, classics, right? La, yes. Los Ricos También Lloran. Los ricos también lloran. Yes. That's a classic. Such a classic. Cuna de Lobos. Oh, oh Cuna de Lobos, it's so, the, the original version. Like, that's the best. With, uh, uh, what's, with Elena Rojo uh -huh. and, yeah, that, that's like the super best. So did you not like the remake? Uh, not much. Really? Yeah. I no. love the remake. But, but did you watch the original version? I haven't finished it. Well, we, I just I just know that it's iconic and then like the the eye patch and I've watched a few because it's on Telenovelas Express. So I subscribe to Unimas. It's a subscription where I can, where you pay to watch their telenovelas and they have Cura de Lobos and they have an express version. So I, you can watch it like faster. Well, then then I totally if you don't like the Mexican telenovelas because they are too sweet and too pink and the prince and the princess always end up getting married, mm -hmm. then you have to watch Brazilian telenovelas. Brazilian telenovelas are real life stories. Oh, they are no. not, they are not, um, they are not too decorated and too extravagant. No, I like that extravagant and decorated. But if you watch Brazilian telenovelas, those are real life stories. They're going to break your heart. They're like more like, uh, reality TV just with boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so there are some very, very good Brazilian telenovelas. And then we have the Turkish ones who are now super in fashion because they are... The, the Turkish telenovelas are not reality, but they are suspense. They have a lot of suspense. Mm -hmm. So if you like being in suspense, then Turkish telenovelas are... Aren't they also super sad? Uh, or is that the movies? Because my sister... No, that's the movies. Okay. The telenovelas are not sad. They they just keep you always in suspense. Like, mm. you're always stressed. And I... <laughs> like, Kara Sevda was painful for me to watch. Because I was always stressed. I, I like I was always upset when it ended because I needed to see what happened and I had to wait another day. So for that reason, I go back to my Mexican telenovelas because at least on the Mexican telenovelas, I you I, know yeah, and I don't have that anxiety of watching it. You know, I agree because that's my thing with Mexican telenovelas too. It's like I want a happy ending. And I want my my protagonist to win and be happy and be in love and everything to be pretty. Because that's the ending. But they suffer. Like, it's not like everything's color de rosa. Like, they suffer and they go through so much to get their happy ending. And that's what I like to think life will be like. Like, all this pain and suffering will be worth it because we all get our happy ending. Yeah, in a different way. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's true. At the end of the day, uh, life goes on and everything ends up being the the right way. So, mm -hmm. but telenovelas are a great way to, a great way to explore different, different other, others' lives and realize that we have it so good. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't envy Ana Paula's life. <laughs> Like, I'm like, yes, yeah, she gets Jorge Salinas, and she gets super rich, and she has a family, pero, like, to get there, I don't think I have the strength to get through that. So, yeah. Oh, Miss Katia, anything else you want to add? I've just had so much fun talking to you. Like, you are so knowledgeable, and you're such a novella lover, and I love it. 
I love yeah, it. I don't look like, right? No. But, and the reason I reached out to you, because like I said, I watch, I watch your Facebook lives every morning. And one that you did, like, I think the day I texted you, you talked about, no es como la novela. And I'm like, like my ears perked up. I'm like, she watches novelas. <laughs> like, oh my God, my hero watches novelas just like me. They're just like us. Yes. Uh, I love novelas. Like I'm a classical music junkie. And when I was five years old, my grandpa took me to watch opera and I fell in love with opera. And opera is just a novella that is sung in, you know, whatever language, in Latin, in Italian, in German. Um, and I think, I think my, was my grandpa who introduced me to the world of novellas through opera. So then my grandma, I started just paying attention to grandma and I realized that she, that was her escape. Mm-hmm. And so, I enjoyed her escape and it became my escape. So now I think I'll watch novelas until the day I die, regardless. I love that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for allowing me to talk to you. Well, enjoy it. If you do like novelas, then go for it. Enjoy it. Don't. Don't uh, don't be shy about it because you are going to learn something out of every novella. And there are some novellas that you're not going to like because they're too grotesque, they're too sexual. Don't watch those. You're always going to find the one that touches your heart and that you will remember forever. There's a telenovela out there for every single person. Yes, definitely. All right. Thank you so much, Miss Katia. Thank you. And that is it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Again, huge shout out to the abogada Katia Quiroz for taking the time to record and talk about telenovelas with me. I had a lot of fun. And I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I look forward to seeing you all next week. And before I sign off, very special announcement that I feel like I should have included in the beginning. But if you made it this far, here's your chance to be featured on the podcast. I am trying to do a new thing where you all can send me voice memos of your reactions to the telenovelas that I'm covering. And I will feature those clips on future podcast episodes. So if you want to be featured on the podcast, all you have to do is find a quiet place, uh, open your phone. Most phones have a voice memo app and record yourself talking about it. Uh, The next telenovela that I will be covering is Caer en Tentación. So if you've watched it and want me to share some of your thoughts about the telenovela, Uh, record your voice memos and you can send them to me on Instagram at Telenovelas Con Dulce or you can also email them to me at telenovelascondulce at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode and I will see you again next week. Bye everyone.